Hi there. Welcome to Ask Abby, a podcast for newer business owners who are navigating the early years of entrepreneurship. I know how overwhelming those first few years in business can be, but you don't have to do it alone. I'll be bringing you the tips, resources, and encouragement you need to get organized in your business and finally make this your full-time job. We'll laugh, we'll cry, but we'll be in it together the entire time. All right, friends, let's do this thing. Right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Abby. Today, we have the wonderful Jamie Maurer with us. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Abby. How are you? So good. Jamie has been on the podcast before, so we have met her, but it's great to have her back. Um, yeah, Jamie, how are you doing today? Things good? Things are good. It's a Monday when we're recording this. And I can't believe that we're already halfway through October. So it's just one of those kind of manic Monday type moments where you're just trying to make sure that you're doing what you can each day as like the month and slowly 2021 comes to a close. Wild. I know. I feel like this year has flown by and I keep thinking like at this time last year, I was just thinking about starting the podcast. You know, it's just, it's wild to me how far, like how quick this year has gone. It really has. It's been absolutely insane. Well, Jamie is a one, three emotional projector. She is member of the inner circle and actually was really the initial inspiration behind me creating the inner circle and now the self-employed sisterhood, my new kind of rebrand of our community of women. Um, but yeah, Jamie was really, you were really the one who pushed me to build this community. Like, even though it was an idea, I'd like kicked around a little bit, like or, or different parts of my life. You were the one who really like pushed me to get started in this. Yeah, I, I did. And I think it, it's one of those things where it's like with Abby, she just lets whatever kind of happens happen organically. So I feel like this is an idea that had been brewing in your mind for the better part of a decade. And then as you were expanding your coaching business and working with me one-on-one, I kept telling you that it was just so hard to pivot or imagine a reality different than what I'm currently living that's more aligned to like what I dream to live. Uh, because I just didn't feel like I had a community or a sounding board of individuals that could really foster that into existence. You know, when we think about support systems, I think I have a pretty great support system outside of the inner circle, but it's it's different. You know, it, it comes tied with different responsibilities and duties. And so sometimes having individuals that just give you the creative liberty to show up and express your wildest dream and your biggest fears in obtaining them um, is just what someone needs. And I kept saying, there's nothing out there like that, Abby. Um, and then your little four one connector of bargain self was like, I'll create it. You did. You built this community and it's been, um, it's been huge. Well, and it was perfect timing too, because you had kind of been saying that to me. And then I kept having people, it was podcast guests, my assistant, 
um, clients, like a bunch of different people who kept saying to me, oh, I don't have anyone to talk to about this stuff. Like no one in my life gets business. Like no one else owns a business. So they just don't get it. I just don't have anyone to talk to. And I was like, what if I made a container where y'all could talk to each other? And everyone was like, yes, <laughs> it's just the rest was history. Um, and that's when I kind of came to you because you'd given me the idea and we, we kind of spit back and forth on it until something came of it. Um, and it's been really cool. And I know for you, like one of the big things for you was like, not only are the women in this community, like smart and strategic and like business owners, like lawyers, like you, you have a law background, Valerie has a law background. Like these are smart women who also are like, is Mercury in retrograde right now? Like what's going on? And it's such a good balance between like those spiritual kind of all this different stuff and okay, but we're really like intelligent people. We're not just like up in the clouds either. We're like somewhere in the middle. Absolutely. And I think for me, that was important, especially as I try to venture off and like dabble in self-employment and kind of being a solo entrepreneur, because I've been in corporate America for the better part of my life outside of like, you know, undergrad, law school. Um, that's kind of like what I've been in. I haven't really explored um even like outside business, like opening an insurance company, but it was under the state farm corporate umbrella, you know, well-known names, there's process structure. And with that, I think we often think professionalism means that you leave a piece of yourself that might show more of your personality, like at home. And so mm. when you're talking about like Mercury and retrograde and astrology signs and things that I personally find fascinating, it would be a dream to incorporate that in work, but in corporate America, there really is no place for it, you know? And so as I'm thinking about who I'd like to engage with, I'd like to engage with people where I can have conversations as myself versus just this like more stoic professional veil. Yes. Oh my God. That's huge. Uh, I, I can't even imagine. I've never really worked in corporate America, but like, how is it every day to kind of show up and have to kind of do this whole show of like the parts that you can only like express, be allowed to express? And you know, it's interesting when you say that because when you show up not as your whole self, it's like you're not really giving yourself the opportunity to succeed the way that your potential will allow it. You know, there's like this uniqueness and quirkiness about each of us. And it's like, those spins are what really gravitate people. But oftentimes at work, it's funny how much that takes away from my energy because I'm putting on more of a role, like almost like a, not a facade because it is a part of me, but I'm, I'm quieting so many other lights in the effort of being efficient or following a best practice that we know that works in jeopardy of like who I am at my essence. And so even being in this container, it actually has really benefited me corporate and the corporate structure. Like certain deals have come in. It's been tough since COVID, but it's, it's opened up the opportunity for me to not be so hard on myself when I'm not getting those best practices and showing up human. Um, and in those interactions, it's like I'm less worried about hitting all the check marks of what a good sales call looks like in corporate America. And I'm more thinking about, do I feel energized to help this individual really achieve the business objectives that they just laid out for me and help them solve the problems that are keeping them from that? 
And with mm. that whole shift, it's less about like, okay, what am I needing to get done that everybody's saying I need to get done? And I'm tapping back into that inner authority. And then anybody that follows human design or Abby, you might kind of already be aware of it, but that's, that's key to embodiment and just living is just making sure that where I'm coming from making decisions, even in my corporate job and responsibilities, that I'm doing it from a place that's wholly centered to me versus just the fractal pieces that sometimes my autopilot just decides to like put on for a day. Yeah. Put on that corporate hat and like jump into the role. Yeah. And I like, just imagine too, like how much better off we'd be if more corporations were taking on like the heart centered sales approach, you know, and, um, thinking about it in the way, like you described of like, Oh, how can I truly genuinely help this person in front of me? And am I energized by it? Instead of just like, got to make my quarterly numbers, like got to get my Absolutely. And I know people say like corporate America, they're trying to become more than just everybody's a number. Like they're trying to make people feel more inclusive with any diversity, inclusion efforts, CEI. Um, And what I find is like, yes, they might try to have there be more women on the floor, but there isn't by any means a container like this in corporate America where women can kind of share their trials and tribulations, especially if we are the minority in the corporate structure that we're Mm. in. I know sometimes it could be sales. Sometimes it could be tech IT. I know another girl in our group, Susan, uh, she does her own business, but she's still kind of in corporate America for the next three or four years. There's these avenues where you can very much feel alone because you don't see enough of yourself or people similar to you that kind of like the same things in the role And so it's hard to get creative with your potential when the ones that are currently surpassing these marks and setting best practices, like, aren't you, you Mm. know, it's hard to get creative and think like that could be me, especially if it tends to be a male of, you know, Caucasian white race. And so for me, I think this group has really helped show me that there are other badass women maybe not in my corporate job, but in other corporate jobs, other attorneys, actual entrepreneurs like Jenna and um, Brenna that like the same things I do. And although this this structure isn't in corporate America, like kudos to me for getting a community and committing to it so that I can keep showing up and redefine what good looks like from a female perspective in my corporate America versus waiting for somebody else or some other female to take that spot. So for mm-hmm. me, I think it's like just inspiring to have that group, even if I don't have it currently in my corporate um, job. Yeah. And you know what, you bring up a good point too. And I think this isn't just um, self-employed women, but like in corporate, it's like, there's this, like, no one else feels this way. Like I, have all these things I'm interested in and I can't speak on them. Like you're saying, like, and sure there's other women out there who are going through that, but it's hard to see that. And then self-employment is the same way. Like there's all these things I feel overwhelmed and over my head, but we often feel like it's just me. Like, like we look at everybody else on Instagram and we're like, well, they have it all figured out. Like they're crushing their businesses. Like, so I've kind of created this container where you're like, oh my God, they don't feel that way. Like, like you can see them on Instagram, but then when you talk to them, you're like, oh, they feel the same way as me. And then like parenting is going to be the same way. And everything is going to be like, we always have this idea that like, there's something other people have that we don't. And yeah. you know, that it's like, oh, well they can do that, but I couldn't do that. Or they can this and I can't. And when you start to get into communities is when you realize like, oh, you're all just like me, <laughs> like you're all in business, but you're all doing the same things. You're all stumbling in the same way that I am. And it kind of gives, gives permission that it's like, oh, okay. We're, we're all at the same point. That's 
such a good point. It reminds me, I was pulling um, human design gates and I pulled gate 25, which was the gate of progress. And it, it had said something, you know how they frame it. It's like a very weird, abstract term. It's how you just even structured bringing in that. It's just like women needing interaction to know that they're not alone in the cycle. That's what matters. Like I think in human design, it's something like um, by design, progress cannot exist in a vacuum and is dependent exists on in a vacuum. And it's like that... <laughs> And it's like the interaction is what's key, but how often are we not even interacting because we feel so bad by just looking from like almost window shopping the outside in and making assumptions. You know, mm. it's like this is allowing that interaction so that I'm not in the vacuum and I can make progress, whatever that may be. You know, oh, and it I might not that. be exactly what I'd like it to be, but at least it's something. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I love that. And I think it is just such a testament to like, we don't always know what's going on with someone. So like that so much is just a gremlin of like every, all the other business owners have it figured out. Like no one else in corporate is into astrology, right? There are these like blanket statements we put out there. That's like, it's not actually true, but because there's never been spaces or typically aren't spaces where vulnerable conversations can happen. Um, we all end up feeling this way and we're all comparing ourselves against other people who feel the same way that we do. <laughs> it's like, it's so silly. Spot on, Abby. I don't think that you could have laid that out any more clear because that's what it is. It's like an illusion that's just like permanently set, but everybody's like operating from that same mindset. Like, oh, they've got it, but you know, and we always, I honestly believe that that's like a universal veil that we're all currently trying to battle, like carrying Mm. down or at least experimenting with my one three, you know, and I could easily say like now the type of person I was, I was very pathologically secretive. So like, even if I was thinking about starting this business um, and at the step that I'm at now, I'm still further than where I was, even though I'm in corporate America. Cause you know what? I put it out there on Instagram, social media, albeit I only have three posts, but you know, that's still three. That's still something. Mm-hmm. I'm putting myself out there to be critiqued by others I'm showing up, I'm doing what I can. And that is more than what would have happened if I didn't have this community. And it's those little, it's crazy because it's like, I might have a really bad day at work. And because I've already taken the steps to that social media platform, it's weird. I'll then check it and I'll see that I have like a friend request with somebody interested in my services. And it's like, I didn't even build it out that much, but it was just that one step of putting it out there that had me a little less pathologically secretive than I once was. And because of that, it's an act of vulnerability where I'm putting myself out there and you can't be rewarded unless you put it out there. You know, there's going to be mistakes. It's going to look a mess. You're the first one that tells me like the, the iterations that you have to do to kind of have your brand match the energy that's like in your ideal dream and vision is numerous and countless. And you just have to start with getting it out and you keep revising and going, but you never just wait for the perfect, you know what I mean? Post like that's not what it's about. And I think for Mm. me, that's been huge in keeping movement and keeping just putting myself out there, which if I didn't have this container, I can without a doubt say like, I wouldn't have any presence and it would still just be an idea of ruminating in my mind. Mm. Yeah. Like that a bit, a little bit of accountability to just like hold you to, to kind of step out there. And that's actually something I kind of want to get into with you is like, what is your business? Let's fill people in. What is the business that you're looking to start? Right. So you've been in corporate America for lots of years, 10 plus years, and 
you're kind of looking to take all the skills that you've built. And Jamie is just a wealth of knowledge. Like she has been such a, like such an integral role in the community because like, you just always seem like every time I'm like, right, let's Jamie has the answer to that. Like you are just such a knowledgeable person with the background you come from. So like, tell us a little bit about where you're going to like take all of this knowledge and what you're, what you're looking to do. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to what I'm doing in corporate America, except in corporate America, I have a designated named account that I prospect into. And ultimately what I provide now is kind of like an insights platform to organizations to streamline, automate, and really put systems and processes in place so that they can spend more time doing things in their role and in the organization that's going to push both them and the organization forward. Um, I personally would love to be a sounding board and wealth of knowledge for solo entrepreneurs, specifically those. I'm not going to say just female because, of course, I'm open to male energy, helping them grow their businesses well, but the types of businesses I want them to kind of be more in the artistic creative realm, maybe somebody that's been on Etsy or produces their art through other third-party mediums versus selling directly, or intuitives and spiritual healers, individuals that are kind of engaged in a, a coaching type aspect that doesn't necessarily have a multi-tiered marketing corporate structure, just to kind of help them put more time back in their day doing things that they love and that energize them versus maybe the more mundane tasks of keeping a proper profit and loss statement and books and figuring out like the right types of taxation for sales and use depending on their services. So I think for me, I want to be a wealth of knowledge for others going down this path. And in human design, like how I'm set up, I have a lot of leftness. So strategy is something that I pick up very easily because I just like to consume information. It's what I do on my spare time but it's not always practical for me. So being able to engage with people that kind of reminds me of me and I can actually help be of service, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling, like, oh, this is good. And so I would like to be helping more individuals like that versus um, who I'm currently selling to, which is like chief information technology officers. And you could imagine we don't have too much in common. Um, I've never asked them their zodiac signs or what they feel about Mercury and retrograde is. So if I can kind of change my ideal client, I think my days will just feel so much more energized in the work that I'm doing, even though it's somewhat very much similar with what I'm providing in corporate America. Yeah. And it's such a necessary, like, and I know you and I have talked about this. It's such a necessary thing because especially the type of people you're talking about, creatives, artsy people, healers, like, and that's kind of what I do too. Like they come into business and they have all the healing and the artsy and the, but they don't have all the business acumen and they don't have, okay, this doesn't make sense for me to doing this. You know, this doesn't make, this is a waste of my time, or there are ways that I could strategize this better. And I, I think that's where I see a lot of business owners kind of fall off is like that gap of like not implementing systems in the right way or not, um, you know, they just don't have that like business mind. And it's so good for someone like you to come in and be like, Hey, do you know that? Like, this doesn't even make sense. And you add this up, it doesn't even like, you're not making money off of it. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is I think you're actually really good at this, Abby. 
And I think it must be the one in your profile. It's more of like your body, but like you do a good job of like vetting out what you need. Like, you know, your needs requirements. That's kind of what we call it in corporate America. Are you, do you know what your current status is? And do you know what requirements you need to get to your future desired state? And with you, you understand because you look at your day-to-day process, you're like, there's a lot of resistance here. I need to find that. What often happens is solo entrepreneurs or those that kind of delve more into the abstract side, I don't really want to put in a plan or um, some type of process in place to have it act more efficiently, they might just buy a solution. They might be thinking, you know, I need help with scheduling. Let me just look and see what type of schedulers are out there. And chances are this is a feature of a lot of different software. So it's like, what software are you investing in for your current needs? Because where you're at, if you're just trying this out, there's probably a free resource or option for you to at least get your toes wet to see what you do like about it before you make that kind of investment or lock into a a contract reoccurring monthly or yearly um, service agreement. Or you at least are able to fine tune and get a better idea of what your future day will look like and how much tweaking is going to have to happen in order to implement that. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, these systems and processes are supposed to make our day easier, but it's in relation to what does your day already look like and where is that resistance? Because you don't need a software to kind of build out everything. It's not like we're trying to map to the solution. It's, it's knowing what you need and then figuring out and working and figuring out what's going to open up your time, your space, so that you can make quicker decisions, you can be in alignment more frequently throughout the given work day. And most importantly, you're optimizing the investments that you're actually looking to bring on board because you know you're going to use them and you know the value that they're bringing back in either time saving or risk mitigating. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And um there's so many benefits. Like you were just kind of listing them off to that for self-employed women, like to have access. And I think it's something that big companies typically are aware of and have access of, but people yeah. like me and you and other self, I mean, you kind of do because your background, but like other self-employed people, it's like, we just don't even know that there could be something that could help us or make our life easier. Yeah. And I think it's hard because like when you look at the corporate structure, there's a lot of benefits, both from like a taxation standpoint and how you set it up, depending on you using third party software providers or adding on part time or full time employees. And I often find that people, they don't even look to see what type of software can help them or if they should bring on some help or talent because in their mind, they're thinking that they have to go at it alone. And it's like, Mm. yes, that you are the CEO of this business, like you chart the vision, the journey, but any successful CEO, what you'll hear is it takes a village. It's like the vision that you're putting out is great, but it's okay to seek help from additional support to like Mm. do the things that really don't jazz you and to invest in the systems that you know are going to keep you on track be able to give you the reportings and analytics that you need to continue to plan and make decisions and ultimately keep your business running so that you're not having to do all those mundane tasks just to keep the lights on. And I think when people take that shift versus like, I'm not as successful because I need all this. Well, no, this is going to contribute to your success. Like your success is going to be a direct correlation by having space of investing in more support for the growth that you're looking to achieve. It doesn't happen the other way around. It's not like all of a sudden you're booming and then you're like, okay, now it makes sense to invest in this. It generally comes, you have to 
well as some money gremlins, make some investments in support first in order to really shoot up that growth trajectory. Oh, 100%. And you know that that's something I love to talk about um, is really making those commitments ahead of time in order to, you know, and I think you, you spoke to this too. It's like so many self-employed women have this like, oh, I have to do it all myself. Like I'm self-employed. So I have to do it all. And it's like, eh, not going to get too, too far. And I think the way you framed it is like starting to put it into terms of like, I'm a CEO, like I'm a CEO of a company. Like, um, I'm not just a self-employed woman. Like I'm a CEO and like, what CEO do you know of any of these million dollar companies that are doing it completely alone? Like none of them. Yeah. And what's great is, is when I don't know what type of design, like makeup is currently functioning in a self-employed sisterhood, but I at least know from like a general human design perspective, both Abby and I are projectors. They make up about like 22% of the population. We rely very much on being recognized for ideas that people are like, oh, that has legs and this doesn't. So definitely, if you're kind of one of those less sacral beings, having somebody that gives you recognition that like you're on the right track, like that helps build that momentum, like that support. And I can only imagine for the more sacral beings that can go to their gut and have like a yes, no, in either mm. a generator or manifesting generator, you might not need the recognition as much, but you definitely need somebody that'd be asking you yes and no questions as you keep building out that strategy and plan. And so it's like, we all need some form of connection and business and support. And it just shocks me how not only like I thought I just had to do it alone. And I was like, this is how I know I'm not ready, but how so many other actual successful small business owners have the same exact feeling and they do it mm. alone without the support needed either in guidance, coaching, or um, kind of hiring part-time or other full-time employees or investing in certain technology and systems that keep them like organized and in motion. Mm. Yeah, no, totally. Oh, I was just going to ask you a good question. What was it? Oh, um, when did you know? Okay. Cause so Jamie's had quite the life journey. You like went to school for law. You ended up like doing that for a little, you hated it. Right. Then you ended up in, um, insurance. Yeah. I opened an insurance. That was tough. And then like you're in sales. So you've had like a lot of really, really professional experience, but when would you say is like the first time that you kind of were like, what if I did something on my own? Like, what if I opened a business? Like how long have you been kicking that around? Is that something that has continuously come back up for you? Or is it more new or? The funny thing is, is I used to be really into like blogs before they were like a big thing before bloggers and Instagram was even a thing. And I remember I used to think like these bloggers are so bright. I would love to like blog about my life. At that time I was pathologically secretive. And I thought if I had my own business, that would be something I'd be willing to share like that journey. And that's when it first kind of dabbled in my mind. I didn't really like land on it until I was well into my sales career. I was overseeing a product line that we were selling Um, It was actually like a leadership team development product for like the C-suite of financial institutions. And I had some employees on the team reporting to me and I was able to mentor them. And what was interesting was I had people that were very hungry and they were following like the hype and the rush that comes when you 
experienced success in corporate America where it's like, okay, I'm going to finish up my MBA online. I'm going to become a consultant and work for one of the big four consultant agencies like PwC, Deloitte, Ernest & Young, all this stuff. Mm. And I, I just got to like the why, like, why is it that you're doing this? Like, I'm glad that you're on this trajectory. You might've been brought up in rags and you're determined to write your own story to riches, to be able to fund your life, your families and your legacies. But what is the why? And I was so pleased with how the growth of my team rose, not to hit benchmarks that we set internally, but to pave their own way. At the time, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency was just spiking. And one of the individuals that actually reported to me, his name is Ian, um, he wanted to become a consultant, smart guy. And I asked him, what was it that he was really speaking for? And he wanted to be an expert in something that was coming to the forefront that not a lot of people were an expert to. Um, from being under me, he ended up getting a job with like the SEC to help like define and look into the regulatory aspects of cybersecurity, Ethereum, blockchain. And now he's like rose to such an occasion that he said, he even told me, like I would have taken a path that took such longer time, money and investment doing something where I'm the same fish as a million other fish in the sea. And you helped me point out like my individual point of distinction to kind of go into something and people come to me as an expert. And it was mm. like, that was the first time it really clicked into me. Like, okay, this is good. Like this wasn't necessarily beneficial for my organization, but I now have a connection that's actually paving away in a very prevalent industry. And it was like my guiding, my sounding board, and it's like my problem solving to see what he was trying to get that allowed him to reach that point quicker and live from a place of like, I'm right where I need to be, instead of still living in that mindset of like, what rat race do I need to accomplish next to feel mm. successful or fulfilled? Like I helped him define success by his own measure, which he got to so much quicker versus like our standard corporate, like rat race to success. Yes. And how long ago was that? You're all like smiley as you talk about it. I'll just up. I was about like five or six years ago. And it just makes me laugh and smile because it was like, I didn't even think about that until you asked it, Abby. And then that image popped up so clearly in my mind. And I don't know the last time I reflected on it. So if I'm smiling, I'm just like, well, that was a good question. And I love how vividly Ooh. it popped back into my consciousness you have to love when that happens especially when it's a question you weren't necessarily prepared for yeah and so from then like that point that experience with that um employee of yours until like now how it's kind of like the progression of deciding to try to you know you're obviously still kind of making that move but like to try to go out on your own and start your own business like kind of fill us into that and you're a one three so right there's always going to be this kind of stumbling and evolution through it. So like walk us a little bit through like how you're kind of got yourself here. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just trial and error and putting myself out there. And to be quite honest, I've had a lot of life shifts in the past 24 to 36 months. So with where I was, I felt really lost. And I knew that I wasn't happy in a variety of aspects of my life. But you know that like human interaction gets you going. You know that helping people solve problems gets you going. So for me, I tried to do it more in a way where I was more there for my friends and my family to kind of support them in solving problems. And what I realized was I was pretty effective at it, but 
I didn't feel like I could talk about all the things that I wanted to because they knew me personally. Like I couldn't talk about the woo-woo astrological thing. Like that would then pretty much, I thought in my head, make all the real good advice and insight and problem solving I provided null and void. So I was kind of operating on this like dual function, like two-faced, you know, like I had this part of me that wanted to be viewed as very practical, um, smart, logical. And then I had this other part of me that I kept quiet that was very much vying for a connection that we don't really put in a logical sense or standpoint. I wanted to understand what was the real why we're solving for? Like what trauma happened at some point in time that has you not being able to sleep at night and that's what's the driving motivating force and like wanting to branch out? What Mm. issues with authority have you had that made you realize like I need to be my own boss because I cannot for the life of me show up and live one more day? It was like those pieces. And to be quite honest, I didn't really even start diving into that and really engaging that until I started working with you, Abby, um, Mm. about... I guess it'll be a year in the spring, but I wasn't engaging individuals in that aspect. And so for me now, when I'm engaging, I've already had one client um, to work through like a strategic planning business sense for 2022, figuring out what she's doing now. She had a retail location for a dog grooming place due to COVID and restrictions and not being able to come on site that closed down but really switching to the mobile groomer. And I was able to have conversations with her that went deep, that talked about her marriage, that talked about how she wanted to live in her family life. Like these are conversations I'm not having with executives. And that's very Mm. trial by error that I'm feeling into this deeper second level. And I guess over the last nine months, that's really where I've been playing in. I've been playing in it in the container that you've created for us, the inner circle, I've been trying to make sure that the interactions that I have had one-on-one for my own self-employment are deeper. And it's interesting how that alone has been a great motivating factor and something that I know that needs to be incorporated in whatever I pursue going forward. Mm, Yeah. And let's not glaze over the fact that you, I think you were working on me one-on-one and we might've just started the first round of the inner circle and you we're like, I'm going to start an Instagram for my business. And we were all like, yeah, do it. Start your Instagram. And you posted once before signing that client. So celebrating you big time there. Um, and I remember telling you, and it was so funny. Cause I just realized like what of my own projection that was like, you were like, Oh, I'm going to start this. And then I just don't want to get too overwhelmed with it. And I was like, Jamie, it's very unlikely that you're going to start posting and have people like knocking your door down right away. I remember telling you that. Cause like I post all the time and you never hear anything from anybody. Right. And then you posted and you were like, Oh my God, Abby, I think I'm signing a client. And I was like, Oh, I take back what I said. <laughs> and the craziest thing was it worked out perfectly. Cause this client of course is like a friend. So she was a friend yeah. of my previous Some account. She clearly followed but the conversation that we had afterwards, it became reoccurring revenue after that. Like after that one engagement, I, you, I talked to you about pricing. How should I break it up? Abby was like, keep it simple. This is the first time. So I did. But because I was in this container and I was delving into digging into things that I actually liked versus like just the corporate experience that I learned, that's what allowed this to be reoccurring. And I think that prior, if I was offering advice to her, one, I would do it for free. And two, I wouldn't really get into the depth of it because I wasn't experimenting with that aspect. So it just, it was such a better interaction and a first step in me pursuing 
to self-employment than it ever would have been if I didn't have it because I had all these preconceived notions about what was appropriate. And I kind of made it my own from the get-go and that feels really good. It has me want to stick Mm. with it versus being like, this isn't for me. Yeah. And I would love if you spoke a little bit about like the preconceived notions of like how it should go. And then like how me and the community kind of push you out of that. Um, and even, and especially in terms of like, you said you might've done it for free if it wasn't for me. And we all know, I don't let you yeah. work for free. And like, what do you think that the clients, your client got out of it compared to if you hadn't charged her? Well, the funny thing is, is like, she actually framed me at the end. She's like, Jimmy, I know like you're like brilliant. And like, I love the advice that you give me, but to be quite honest, I was waiting for you to like charge me something for me to hold myself accountable. Like, it's Mm. not like I don't have faith or that I didn't have faith prior in you before you started this. But I do think that like, if this is something that I'm going to embark on, it has to be an investment for me and you. And so it's like, interesting to hear that like even the advice that I was giving to her free it was hard for her to implement it if she didn't internally think like I'm investing in it which that's crazy like but people they need to feel like they are investing something in order to follow it through and my mind was blown because this is somebody that I was friends with and I'd given a lot of free advice to I got gave a lot of free templates to and not a single one used she paid for a strategy session we went and we implemented it and now she's using it all and I'm just like well huh? Like dumbfounded, but in the best possible way. It's so important. And that's like one of those lessons. So when you said it, I'm like, Ooh, let's talk about this. Like I always am trying to drive home for people. It is the investment that oftentimes get the people to do the thing. So, um, when you're like test running and you know, I did some free human design readings when I first, you know, I'm not saying there never is a time, but like, I guarantee you, they still, those people didn't retain as much as the people who paid me for their readings and the people who've done embodied like containers with me to really get into it. Um, there is such a, like the investment is such an important piece. And I think as holistic and heart-centered business owners and really like loving, caring people, it can be like, I'm taking the money, but it's like, they're actually going to get better, better results from, from you when they, when they pay for it. Um, and I have an example, even like, uh, I was part of a community and there's several of them out there of like women, similar to what I'm doing, business owned women it was totally free. So like, I never took advantage of any of it. You know what I mean? Like I barely paid attention to the group chat, like it, what, and no one really did. No one really was utilizing this group to its full potential. Um, I just looked recently, I was, you know, me, I started this container and never searched to see if other people do this recently. I'm like, I should look and see if there's other people hosting this kind of a thing. There are, there are, I never even thought about it in the start, but, um, a lot of them's prices were way lower than mine. Like, I'm not even sure how they can run it that low. And then the other thing was like, are people showing up though for $10 a month, like $15 a month? Like are people engaging in this community and getting the most, my guess is no, because it's like, how many things have you paid for that were $10? And you're like, nah, I'm not even gonna go screw it. Like, I don't even care. But when you pay a hundred dollars, you're like, Oh, I should go. I paid for that. I should really show up at that word. It is that money that holds you accountable most of the time. And I think it's one of those aspects where when you're making that investment, you are also energetically vested. Like when we think about like human design, not everybody has a defined heart or ego, but those that don't amplify it. So if you think like if you have this defined heart or ego, you need to know what's in it for you. And those that don't have it, 
that's almost more amplified. Like, what is in it for you? And in order mm. for anything to ever be for us, we have to be in it and engaged. And I couldn't agree more is that when things become free, the level of engagement goes down significantly. Um, and it's one of those things where in these type of group containers, just getting one person to engage is never going to be enough. It has to mm -hmm. be the community because it's almost like a collective energy that keeps it growing. Now, if it's not a group container, that may be different, but it's like how many of these people, they engage you once and then you never hear from them again. They've already fired you. But I guarantee you that if you had charged something and they invested in it, at the end of that engagement, when you ask them what are their next steps, they can go off and decide that that was the investment that they made and they want to cut ties, or they can continue on to a different product offering that you have, which they typically tend to do because they want more and they're leaned in. So mm. it is like mm. very much this realm of like, how engaged do you want this person? Like, do you want it to just be free and have them view it for a half hour and then not engage with them again? Or do you want them to actually join you on this journey and see how you can both benefit each other? Are you providing resources and value while they're providing financial resources for you to continue to provide the service to them and others. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Such a great point to bring up is like that investment is so, so, so important. So anybody who's listening, who's feeling hesitant to charge, especially early on, um, do it. If not for you, for the client, they are going to get more out of it when they've paid for it. Um, and almost everyone who's ignored that advice for me and put something out for really, really not enough or free has come back and been like, you were totally right. No one showed up. Um, I prepared all this stuff and no one even showed up for the calls. And I was like, yeah, that's because you did not charge it up. Um, something I want to bring up, Jamie, actually, while I'm thinking of it at the time here is, um, when you first stepped into the group, the first round of the inner circle, you had some gremlins about that. You didn't own a business yet. Um, and so how are you feeling before you joined and kind of talk us through some of that? So before I joined, I actually was like super self-conscious. I thought like this is a B&I group for women and I'm coming without like a small business to even like share her advice. And early on that got squashed because people were like, you bring a lot of value. You're meant to be here. Um, since then, though, I've realized that there are a lot of women that are in the same boat as me, and they are exploring business maybe at different cycles, whether it's a beginning, middle, or an end. But the feelings, the gremlins, the daily hesitation and resistance is all the same. And when you break it down to that primal level, I've felt more like a businesswoman in this container than I ever have because I am seeking business women like powerhouses and at the end of the day we all have things in common like that sometimes mm. is enough to elevate your subconscious into thinking like I am an entrepreneur like because if you see enough connections it doesn't have to be the same business plan but it's like the underlying like I'm facing money gremlins I'm facing competition gremlins and then I have to do this this and that I'm facing you know authenticity gremlins and that I'm pushing too much when I really should be in flow. You know, there's all these things that are just so common that it's hard not to feel included. And I'll tell you what, being a part of a group, badass ladies and entrepreneurs that are doing big things, for me, this has been night and day because I'm big on environment. And so the fact that I have that and there's those commonalities, I couldn't feel more empowered now 
than I, I mean, I could even imagine. Cause when I tell you that going into this, I was scared crapless. Like I was like, I'm not going to be able to connect and uh, we put all this time and energy into it. Like I was so fearful. And I was so fearful that it was even called out from the set after the first call by like the language I was using. But since then it's shifted and that confidence has like been something that's been unshakable since. And it's not confidence like I always think I'm awesome, but to know that I have that support system of other businesswomen, it's never had me self-doubt my entrepreneurship again. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's like, you can be like, yeah, I am an entrepreneur. Like I might not be fully set up yet, but I'm, I'm still an entrepreneur. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's a mindset. It's a mindset. You are what you believe you are. And so many times you say, oh, we can't say we're a small business. We can't say that we're this because we haven't hit this benchmark. This who? what? And I didn't realize what I needed was that connection, that community that fosters that mindset for me to realize, even if I'm having slow months where I just really am out of flow, that doesn't make me less of an entrepreneur. I have value and skills to provide. I have a market out there for me. I just need to get up and show up each day and provide it. It is as simple as that, but there's so many times you try to say, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur because I didn't ace this or I didn't blow this out of the park and that's just nonsense but it is a very real mentality that followed me until I had a group of women that I could really be vulnerable with and understand that like this mindset it's who I am and it's something that I can show up and embody Mm, it's been amazing to see you go through that shift because I knew you were feeling a bit that way when you stepped into the container um I knew you were feeling a little like, oh, I'm the only one here who doesn't solidly have a business. And actually this round, several of you are still in day jobs. So it's kind of cool to see that shift as well. Um, and then to see the group kind of like really accept you in and then left, right and sideways, everybody was like, that Jamie is so like, I kept getting people reaching out to me like, she's so smart. She's so great. She's so, she's so wise. She has so much knowledge. Like, so it's just cool to see you go from like all of the gremlins to fully accepted to like, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. And really that's when you then put out the Instagram and, um, announced that you were starting this business, you know, at whatever pace that is for you, you're like, I'm doing it. I'm here and I'm official. So I love it. And I love that you mentioned that like people find so much value from me because I literally show up and I'm like, I don't know what's going to come out. And half the time it's like, do, 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 do. Like if somebody asked me what I know, I would be like, I have no freaking VP of miscellaneous things. I have no idea. Ask me something. Somebody asked me something and I provide it and they're like, that's such value. And I'm like, I'm glad you think it is because when I try to pull it for myself or I'm sitting here, I can't get anywhere. And that's oftentimes why I was so hesitant to like step in and own the entrepreneur inside of me because I was alone too often to really understand the value that I bring. And with this community, I feel like even though that there's a lot more this go around, I have a day job and are pursuing their own passions. Having that reflection is like, a powerhouse of good, good energy to like, keep it moving. And I think that that's what it's all about is like, don't give up on you. Like there's all these other things happening, but oftentimes when we're alone, the first thing we'll sacrifice is ourselves. And this Mm. group says, "Uh uh-uh, honey, not today. You're way too valuable to be the first thing that you're sacrificing on your list. And to me, that's magic. That's gold. 
And do you think, cause really when you break it down, the girls in the community, most of them fit into like the client, the ideal client you're looking to target when you, you know, when you get fully into this business. So to see the response of how much value they're getting, has that really helped to build your confidence towards being able to do this when, you know, in real life? Yeah. It's like saved me more days than I probably cared to admit. There's often times where you like guess yourself and having this group of women that are like, you bring value, like I would hire you. And they are my ideal clients, like not somebody that I'm forcing things with. There's like beauty in that. And like mm. sitting in that has had me felt so held in a very non-familiar way. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, uncomfortable but the best uncomfortable you know when you yeah. have like a really good hug and you're like oh this is what are they doing and then you're like but this is nice that's exactly how it is <laughs> I love that visual <laughs> you're like oh what's oh, oh, it yeah, is. actually okay okay because it's so foreign it's not like I was doing that for myself so mm. it's like having these people there to do it you know it's the best kind of discomfort and it's the kind that starts having confidence really bloom inside me to receive it and start understanding that I'm everything that I could possibly need, but that isn't going to be of value if I don't put it out there for others to give this kind of exchange with. And then what I mean by exchange is, doesn't have to be transactional. Sometimes it's just putting it out there and getting the energetic responses that keep me going as well. I'm sure you feel it too, Abby. You might have a great response. It's not like all of them become clients. But when you put yourself out there authentically of what you're trying to do, getting some type of energetic response, not just a transaction, it's super valuable. And I think that that's another thing that the containers brought me um, is having that like reverberating sounding board of like, oh, this is good or maybe think about this, or you didn't pinpoint this thing, but for some reason, I'm really hearing an underlying theme of trust. Like, did you think about looking at it? Like, there's just so many different energetic, like, receptors that I feel like it allows me to show up more entrepreneurial, because mm. I feel like I've stuffed it out with a group of women that I actually trust, and it's me for me, not just the me that I want to show. Yes. Yes. And do you feel like, cause I mean, I think about you that way. So it's like, is this kind of a first space where people really think of you as like Jamie, the entrepreneur, instead of just like, not just, I hate to use the word just, but like Jamie, the corporate sales lady. Um, and how's that kind of sit and feel? I actually think this inner circle has been the best conduit to my integration. Um, pathologically secretive people they can do very well with like trying to compartmentalize things until of course you don't get good at it which was my case you know I was a master put this on this is what we do until I reached burnout and then I was just a mess in general um, but ultimately I'm now integrating and I don't have to be these different versions of myself they're all here and they all deserve like spotlight but if I'm not giving them the opportunity to shine, like I'm not doing them justice. And so for me, it's like mm -hmm. playing in this space and experimenting, bringing parts of myself that aren't just like a corporate, like slam dunk, like these are the systems that I think we should be using. But it's kind of also like 
hey, Mercury's in retrograde right now, or depending on your age, you're hitting a Saturn return. Like, let's think about your environment. If it wasn't for this container, I wouldn't even be exploring in the areas of passion that make Jamie, Jamie to properly integrate who the entrepreneur Jamie is, you know, because the Mm. entrepreneur Jamie, chances are, because my career was in corporate America, the vocation in my mind would try to follow a similar path and I would still be unhappy. I'd be working for myself, but unhappy. And it's because I would be working for a very compartmentalized version of myself versus the integrated whole. And so being able to dabble and have these conversations with these women and have them not look at me any differently as a business Mm. professional or an entrepreneur, it means the world because it allows me to be okay with integrating that inside of who I show Jamie when I provide it as like a solo entrepreneur or small business. Mm. And I know that was huge for you when you first stepped into this group, but also started working with me was like being able to kind of pursue the things you love without feeling like rejected by your friends. And, um, like, I know for you, just having this community as like outside of even it being entrepreneurs, which is obviously a huge piece of it, but like just having a group of friends who like really, truly genuinely see you and are supportive of you, regardless of what you believe or what you're doing, you know what I mean? And I know that that's something I think a lot of girls in the community don't have in their friend groups, you know, maybe we have friends since high school or friends since college. And it just, you start to get into different things and you're not sure if they're going to really accept you for that. And so you've kind of got this new place where you can show up exactly as you want to. Exactly. And I think it's scary putting yourself out there. So it gives you a thrill, kind of more of a thrill than what you would if you had like a very close friend or like a partner of support. Mm. And when you do that and you see that there's multiple different perspectives, all of which are supportive, you're like, wow, maybe it is. It's just human to human. Like we're going to always feel this energy before we put that side out there. And it's like that active vulnerability that comes with fear but it's done in such a safe space that like playing in that and doing that and getting repetitive it allows you to like transfer that to life and not Mm. just have it be like a rare occurrence Mm. I love that I love that and I think um the vulnerability it's cool to see you all come into the group and just be so vulnerable like it's been cool to see that right out the gate. Everybody was just like, yep, this is going on. This is me. This is happening. And I just, I love seeing that you guys feel safe in this container to do that. Like that's just been the absolute best part to me. Um, yeah, that's all I have on that. But awesome. that alone has like been a huge driver and like my confidence because confidence comes as you keep trying. And so it's like these beacon of women easily help me find like my inner confidence by being a consistent safe space for me to like experiment in. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that for you. And I know that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring, well, obviously it was going to bring everybody on the podcast, but um, I thought it would be really fun to bring you on is like, you haven't fully done, you know, you're kind of just dipped your toe into your business. So you're still really working full-time at a job, um, but you still have gained so much from this community and the community has been kind of the big growth for you um, more than like, oh my God, I'm at 10K months or, oh, I have 9,000 clients or anything like that. It's like, it's mostly like the interchanges that have been so, so prevalent for you. And I think you're a beautiful example of like, wow, when I have this support, um, you know, maybe like so many of us grow, grow up without feeling like we have people who truly support us. Like we have people there, but it's like, it's not as real and as deep as like what we truly crave. And so to see you just like get into this nice nestled into this safe space and just like 
boom, take off from there. Like you are going to do badass things. So I'm very excited for you. Oh my, it's been a great, um, it's been a great container. And I feel like if anybody is thinking about dabbling in self-employment or entrepreneurship, especially given everything that's happening after COVID and coming back from it, like don't second guess it, like invest in something like the inner circle or a support community container where you can at least experiment and explore. I know at least for my design, it's necessary. And to be quite honest, if I didn't have this community, I really can't say that I would have made any strides. Mm. And it's as unfortunately as straightforward as that, you know, I think you really do need, especially if you didn't have a lot of support growing up or the support that you received was improper, you really need to invest and know that you're worthy of that now and play in that to really embody whatever business you're going for because you aren't alone, but there's no way for you to realize that until you explore it. Like it's, mm. it's just not something that you can know. And so for me, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't have taken any dips in the water I would still be trying to get things out for free still wildly confused and still feeling like I was so extremely far from entrepreneurship versus just embodying it and embracing it each day that I get oh I love that I absolutely love that James you're amazing you're so good so why don't we just finish this off because I know you've got to hop off um and let us know like what is the one biggest thing like that you find gets in your way? Like what is the biggest like gremlin or limited belief, like obstacle that shows up for you in trying to make this move out of corporate America and into your own business? Like what's the one thing that's always like gnawing at you? You already know I can tell Um, by your face. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be my open head and mind. They love to think about things and love to set up plans for days. So my biggest hurdle is, Let's stop making plans and just start imperfectly executing them. I am just a very strategic individual. Like I said, if you ask me what I know, just as a blanket statement, it would be a whole lot of nothing. That's how I feel about for me. So it's like I need to have those little steps versus constant plans. So ideally, it's just putting out imperfect action without needing all the next steps that I believe are supposed to follow and feeling out into it. Um, I put timelines on myself. And so if I can get over that timeline and realize time isn't what matters, it's the connection and the energetic intent and just keep taking those imperfect actions that aren't fully baked out, I honestly believe that I'll be able to have a lot more um, flow which will keep me motivated and that drive going versus feeling thwarted by any resistance I personally create from this overthinking mind that wants to keep planning and re-strategizing and then rewriting all to still get to the same place, which is imperfect action. Mm, and you, you bring up such a good point too, like that plan gremlin, which I, I, Oh, you're preaching to the choir. I I've also have this that it's like, we, we force, we force and we plan and we're like, I need to, and there's no way to plan business. Like there is no way to plan what your next 10 years is going to look like. Like you don't know, like, you don't know, like you could start and get into this, which turns into, especially as a one, three. Right. But like when we try and we, we come from this energy of, I need to have it all figured out before I can take any steps. 
we spend so much energy and we burn up energy to be exactly at the same part where we started. And you, you, you phrase that very beautifully. And it's like making that messy, taking those messy and perfect steps is actually going to get you a lot farther than trying to have it all planned out. Um, and then, you know, then what happens when things don't go according to your plan? which is usually what happens. Um, So it's like surrendering a little bit and like leaning into just letting it flow and seeing what shows up. Yes, that's going to be my 2022 mantra. Surrender to imperfect action and let go of rumination. Like spot on. I love that. Yeah, so much time spent just like rolling around up here. Like, and it doesn't really get us any further, you know? So I love that for you. Um, why don't you tell us like, what is next for you, where you see yourself heading, what next big move you're hoping to make as far as the business is concerned and like making this big move and then give everybody like your information so they can find you. Of course. So finishing up 2021, like Abby said, I am still in my full-time job, which I am looking to close out strong to secure resources to really be again, investing in my business for 2022. But in the interim right now, I know is a big time for resolve, getting plans in order, or at least getting out and verbalizing what an ideal future state would be for 2022 that you may have not have gotten to experience in 2020 or 2021. Um, If that is the case and you're wanting to have those conversations, I, of course, will make some limited space for individuals to work with you one-on-one for um, some 90-minute strategy sessions. Um, And the way that you can reach me is at my business email handle. It's Jamie L. Mauer. That is M-A-U-R-E-R. I'm sure Abby will have it in the link. Um, I am putting a lot of focus and attention just finishing out the year strong in my corporate job, but I will have some availabilities if it makes sense for us just to have a conversation, suss it out and see if it could be of value. But 2022 is definitely a year that I'm looking to make expanded growth and really have more uh, dedicated time to myself and then exploring my business venture. Oh, I love that for you. I think those strategy sessions are going to be awesome. are going to be so good. So powerful. Um, so yeah, anybody listening, go ahead and book a strategy session with Miss Jamie. I will of course link your Instagram and everything in the show notes so that people can get right to it. Um, you're the best Jamie. It's been so great having you on and it's been so amazing having you in the community. It's so funny. Like I know you were so hesitant when you joined, when you joined of like, "Uh, am I enough? Am I enough of a business owner? And then to see like the value that you have brought, you know, brought to all of us and the insight and all the wisdom, it's just been incredible. You're, you're a gem and we love having you. You're stuck with us forever. No, I love being here, Abby, and I love the group that you've created. I think it's really grown beautifully and I'm excited to see what's to come. And I appreciate you having me on the podcast to continue to share my experiences and get my story out there so that I don't remain pathologically secretive. So thank you for just being the best guide and coach this one three email projector could ask for. Oh, of course. And I'm sure this isn't the last time we'll have you on. So stay tuned. We'll be getting a life and business update from Jamie, I'm sure sometime next year. And I'm excited to see where you'll be at at that point. As am I, Abby. As am I. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jamie. And we will see you next time right here on Ask Abby.